All right. So good morning, Dr. Bowers. Good morning, sir. I love saying that, by the way. Yeah, I know you do. Dr. <laughs> Bowers. I feel like feels like I'm talking to like a psychiatrist or something. We're podcasting, but you're actually a psychiatrist in, in Heidi. But at the college like a week ago, I, I taught started teaching my first class and it's a religion class and somebody raised their hand. They were like, Dr. Bowers. And there's this moment of it's never happened. So you taught a religion class? Yeah, I'm teaching one right now. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. So talk to me about that. What is <laughs> what is that? How that come to be and what's what's going on? Yeah. So the head of the West Virginia Wesleyan has a religion department. And mm. the lady that heads that up is really interesting because it's a it's a historically united Methodist school. Mm -hmm. Um this this woman is I think she's Catholic and brilliant mm. like absolutely one of the kindest most intelligent people i've ever met as a theologian as a thinker as a writer um she became a friend several years ago i was i was just kind of hanging out in her classes it was like hey i'm pursuing mm. my doctorate degree i'd like to mm. kind of shadow and see what you do um and so when she found out that i was working there now she reached out and was like hey we've got this one credit uh they meet once a week class would you be interested in teaching it so it is it's a really long title of the class. It's Interreligious Dialogue and oh, okay. Theological Reflection. So Ooh. it's basically comes down to how do we how do we work in a way that allows us to dialogue around religion and around, you know, theological reflection. What does that look like today? So hmm. yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've got eight students. Wow. So what's a what are you teaching now? What do you what are you talking about in class yeah we're reading two books we're reading a book called virtue and voice which mm -hmm. is a collection of um, multiple authors reflecting mm -hmm. on really the framework is intellectual virtue you know historically okay. the idea was we we measure people's kind of character and value by their virtue well this is talking about intellectual virtues humility kindness mm -hmm. um, civility and then we're we're putting that against a book called uh, How to Think Theologically, which mm -hmm. is written from a very evangelical perspective. Mm -hmm. um, but it is it's it's awesome, man. I, I love the students are 19, 20, 21 years old, mm -hmm. and they are thinking so richly and deeply. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a lot of fun kind of engaging these really, really fun conversations with them. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That, so that's a that's a new thing for you, right? Yeah. Yep. And has nothing to do with the other role that I play there. Yeah, which is, which is which is job services, resumes, cover letters. Right. But it's funny as I'm as I'm teaching it, and maybe this plays in with what we're talking about today. Um, I've just done some like I've just had some self awareness that like this is always the role I find myself in, which is this mm -hmm. like I'm in this position, but this other thing is kind of emerging and. Mm -hmm. I get a chance to start some stuff and mm -hmm. you know do things that are really out it's like utility infielder right in baseball right. it's kind of that sense of like yeah maybe i'll try this and um for a long time i've i've had some sense of like self-doubt in that like well, mm -hmm. maybe i need to focus more and maybe mm -hmm. i just don't feel that anymore i just feel mm -hmm. like that's where i have the most fun is trying new things and exploring new things yeah yeah every time Personally, that I think I'm, I'm, it's almost the same. It's almost the same way. I think, oh, I'll just even simplify my life more, like not have any leadership role. Like I had no plans of being in an administration <laughs> here. Like I just want to kind of 
be my own little guy, yeah. you know, in my classroom, do the football yeah. thing. But it's it's just like change finds me. Or hey, I need you to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when like yourself, I think when you have the Lord has gifted you with like the ability to lead, mm-hmm. it's like he doesn't allow you to fall back into right. Oh, okay, well, that's easy for you. Like yes. I'm gonna keep pushing you yes. to be better, like to make for you sure. uncom- make you uncomfortable. Right. But it but <clears throat> I feel like I'm comfortable personally in a place where okay, I'm good at this because the Lord has gifted me to do these different things. Yeah, like yourself, like you're preaching, you're teaching, uh, but it's it's something new usually, and it usually comes it comes out organically. Yeah, but you didn't. I I know I don't see it coming. Exactly. Like this this new opportunity exactly. or something comes, and you're like, uh, yeah, like what ha- what is this? Like why am I doing this? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Absolutely. And and again, like for a while, it was like, well, it's not conventional. It's not gonna, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Like what is what is conventional? Yeah, like what is no, what did somebody say? Like normal normal is a setting on a washing machine or something like right. that. <laughs> like what is normal? You yeah. know. Um, yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> we were texting last night and um, wanted to. I wanted to talk a little bit about New Year's goals. Not that I think New Year's resolutions or whatever. Uh, but like, what are what are we getting into in the new year, and what are mm-hmm. things we're looking to? To build and yeah uh, so yeah what are your what are your thoughts kind of going yeah forward? it's funny when you texted me it was um it took me a minute our our family for a lot of years and this is my wife's like she's just brought this to our family in a really cool way mm-hmm. we do two things on new year's eve we do a uh highs and lows of mm-hmm. the year before and we have a binder that we just fill up mm-hmm. with with these things and then every individual in our family so our daughters us we write down a sheet that is our hopes goals for Mm. the next year and so um yeah i it's funny i was looking this morning at what we had written down and it it's a mix of kind of like everybody physical Mm -hmm. you know social emotional um so for me i'm a i'm a distance runner i love doing kind of these ultra races these marathons and so there's some of that like i i would like to run a 50 mile race this year looking at that i did a uh i did a 24 hour run this year tried a 24 hour run didn't make it i made it 15 hours 24 hours yeah it's a they call it a, a backyard ultra that's the way they describe it is the reason they do it is 4.16 miles every hour Oh, so you start at 6 a.m. You go that far. If you take 45 minutes, you have a 15 minute break. If you take 15 minutes, you got a 10 minute break. Mm. But the reason they do it is 24 hours. That comes out to 100 miles would be would be the goal. So I think I did. I think I made it like 62 miles. Jeez. Um, had a had a toenail removed afterward. Like it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. Not nasty, nasty. Yeah. But I'd like I'd like to hit those again. But then there's these. Then there were the goals, the resolutions of like things like I just want to I want to practice presence more like we were just talking about mindfulness like I just I want to slow down I want to I want to be more present mm-hmm. with the people that I'm with mm-hmm. um, we have a we have a daughter who is a senior in high school center last semester and so one of the things I jotted down was like make the most of every minute that we have mm-hmm. with her um, as a family and then you know we've got a huge family goal we're trying to take our whole family to ethiopia this summer for a oh, wow. kind of a short-term mission trip okay um for a week so yeah we got a lot going on we're pretty mm. excited about it so mm. how about That's you so all? cool man 
Well, uh, my wife is pregnant with twin boys, which are due any day. So survive. So <laughs> thrive and survive. Yes. <laughs> thrive and survive. Uh, you know, we go to a, a parish that has a bunch of large families. Uh, so it's been really cool to watch women in our parish pour into Emily mm. and just hold the struggle. Uh, the one things I find in Emily, I, can, I think I can speak for her in this, she finds very cathartic about Catholicism is the, is the emphasis on like struggle makes you holy. Yeah. And like the Lord uses <laughs> sacrifice and struggle. I mean, there's a crucifix in every is it in every, in every Catholic parish. So it's like, oh, okay, like that right. speaks to to us that the hard stuff helps you grow and helps yeah. you become more holy yeah. and more like the Lord. Uh and women will just speak into her and they'll say, It's gonna be really hard. Twins, oh my goodness. <laughs> but that's okay. Like yeah. it's okay that it's gonna be difficult. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to in other times in our my life, our lives as a couple, people just say, "Oh, it's just, it's just going to be easy. It's going to be good." Well, no, it's not. Right. <laughs> like it's going to be right. very challenging, uh, but it's going to be worth it. And uh, yeah, I'm going through. I'm going through Exodus 90 right now, uh, which is people can Google that. You know, yeah. it's like the cold showers and stuff, uh, which I find cool because it's a fraternity, and that's one thing I think the Lord really helped me. This past year and going forward is build a fraternity of men in my life cool like yourself yeah uh to be able to talk to to be able to grow with share our stories uh, and that's been been really neat to be able to do that mm -hmm. and uh, like you were talking about mindfulness i'm reading a book called free plug for the book uh <laughs> the mindful catholic by dr gregory Bataro and his definition of mindfulness is awesome. We were talking about this before the podcast. It said he says mindfulness is awareness of the present moment with acceptance and non-judgment. Mm. And just be able to see things that happen in my life and go, okay, well, what is that? How's it make me feel? Yeah. What thoughts does that bring to mind? And then I can either dwell on that if it's something i need to go through or i can say okay next one right <laughs> like i could just right. all right next thing just just click it to the next uh and that's okay like that's not bad yeah uh to like i this thought came into my mind i don't have to dwell on it i can just go to the, i can okay click that next button you know yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah um which is like for me i'm a very cerebral person. So I've lived a lot of my life inside my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like my brain will tell me like, okay, you've done this, you're doing this, but it's all just inside my head. Like I haven't expressed that. I haven't actually gone and done that. So to be able to be more like action focused, not like, you know, you have to do this type thing, right. but right. express that to somebody and uh, be able just to, continue to be present with people. I know for me, I can like my mom and dad growing up would say, unless you had me like respond back, then I probably wasn't listening. I was just probably giving you the whatever and something about something else. Um, but trying to be do that better. Yeah. Um, because it's just one of those things I have to continue to 
to work on. This Exodus 90 is cool with that. I mean, it's like meditation, morning, uh, prayer, uh, and then just connecting with other people. That's cool. I yeah. It's, it's just fun. So I think we've talked about this before, but the Ignatian prayer, the examine, mm -hmm. right? When when I was walking through some stuff a couple of years ago, that became a real and still really has been a great discipline for me. Mm. And I love I love Ignatius's language of consolation and desolation, mm -hmm. right? Like he uses that as these reflection points mm -hmm. of where did you find consoling? Where did you find joy? Where mm -hmm. did you find hope? And then what we don't do is the desolation. Like mm -hmm. where did you where did you experience the negative emotions? Mm -hmm. Because I just don't feel like that's our culture, right? Like put those things away, shut them down, move quickly, you know, numb it, right. whatever it looks like. And we run away from it. And we don't want been, to talk about it. That has been such a gift to my life. Like just in my journal, I write mm -hmm. more often now. I feel dot, dot, dot this, mm -hmm. you know, like naming mm -hmm. whatever those emotions are, mm -hmm. you know, which is which is rare for men. Yeah, name it, don't run from it. So if yeah. we run from it, it becomes worse. Yes. And really, for me, if I try to think through it too much, it's even it becomes worse because your right. thoughts like go right. everywhere. And I'm trying to figure this feeling out, which isn't a like an intellectual thought. It's just I feel this when I talk about this yes. or I'm in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Run from it, numb it, stuff it, like whatever. The all things. Is. Yeah, all the things. Yep. Um, absolutely. And to be able. To look at something and not judge it. Yeah. Because uh, when we judge it, that becomes a whole nother. <laughs> like, how, well, why do I feel that way? What am I doing about this? What does this person think about that? And then, oh, okay, well, now we're just going, I'm going down the rabbit hole of all yeah. of that. That's not healthy or good. Yeah, at for all. sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So what... I, I mean, my question, I think, in terms of the the resolutions, the goals, what I hear people say a lot is, well, I tried to do that, tried right. to do better. That was my resolution. I lasted about a week, right? Mm -hmm. Or what do we do with those things in the face of failure, mm -hmm. right? In the face of we tried, it didn't work, mm -hmm. which typically the reaction is give up, move on. Right. You know, I would say press in and eliminate things that get in your way. And then make what you're trying to do easier. Mm. So like I wanted to run this morning at 4.30 or run, I jog and walk. But, but you did it at 4.30. I did. <laughs> but like my shoes are out, yeah. my headphones are out, my gloves are out, my beanie's out. I sleep in the clothes I'm going to go run in. Yeah. And I like I don't have my computer out like at late at night. So I'm like watching something or mm -hmm. my phone's a dumb phone, but I can't do anything on that anyway, really. So like get rid of the things that you know are going to get in your way and then put the things that you're trying to do like make that more easily because willpower somebody told me i'm going to butcher this but like willpower is something you use up mm. like it's not a infinite resource yeah like that'll just run out like i want to yeah. white knuckle this i want to do this i want to do this like make it to where it's just a routine of your day that's good so it's like, I have to do this. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to. I could choose right. to sleep in my bed, but if I get up, I just put my shoes on and walk out the door. Right. That's really good. That And that's, I mean, from an ultra running perspective, that's that's the little coaching tips. Like, mm -hmm. make it simple for yourself. You know, mm -hmm. when you're 30 or 40 miles into something, mm -hmm. 
have the food ready that you need so right. you don't have to stop and do something else you have a toothbrush with toothpaste on it because mm. man it feels good to brush your teeth 40 miles away. really like there's oh Talk to yeah, me so people brush their teeth when they're doing a <laughs> what there are there are so many i mean running is just whatever works for you is what you need to do sure okay really. like you know, so you can read people that just do these crazy things, but but there's little things changing your shirt, getting out of that sweaty shirt into oh. something else. There's something that brings some kind of a refreshment, some kind mm. of a sense of, you know, I can I can do this again. I can mm. get back up and and go again. Mm. Um, but yeah, so like brushing your teeth 12 hours into a race, you're like, oh, I didn't realize, but there's a little bit of a a pep there that mm -hmm. feels good, you know. So. Yeah, and I think sometimes, like for me growing up, that stuff is like, I, I looked at that stuff like it was woo-woo. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah. that's just weird. Like, yeah. But it's, that's more real than a lot of things. Like, mm -hmm. that is real. Like, our brains and our soul really yes. need that. Because our body, and I, this is something I'm reading in this book, and I'm starting to realize this through, uh, you know, my my theology, or the Catholic theology that I believe, like the body and soul are one. Yes. And what is good for the body is good for the soul. What is yep. good for the soul is good for the body. Yep. And like you're talking about brushing your teeth during a run, that's not woo-woo. That's not weird. Right. That's good for the body. Yeah. So it's good for the soul, man. Like, oh, okay. Like this is okay yeah. that this is not just some gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually good. It's, it's we have the these things. Holiness of everywhere. Right. Well, let's stop with that. The holiness of everywhere. Okay. Okay. Go into that for you. So it's Please. I mean, that's it, it's our church is in a series on Genesis, the book of Genesis. And so we're mm -hmm. talking about creation, right? Okay. We live with a culture that understands kind of holy and not holy through Greek philosophy of yeah. dualism right, right? Dualism. like yep. there's a secular realm which is not holy mm -hmm. then there's the holy realm so we mm -hmm. go to church or we you know whatever um that's not the original hebrew jewish understanding which was mm. ancient near east which was everywhere was holy right so god right. creates all of creation and says mm -hmm. it's all good right and mm -hmm. his dwelling place isn't far removed it's not way off in heaven it's heaven and earth are collided mm -hmm. into one space um which is which is a really cool way to frame how we see the world because when jesus teaches us to pray it's our father heart in heaven hallowed be yeah. your kingdom come right it's right. the longing for heaven to come back to earth mm -hmm. which is where scripture ends at the end in revelation is heaven comes down mm -hmm. um and i think it's i think that's the thing that everything matters everything is holy you know yeah the book of genesis is such an interesting oh, read. it's so good and just the first four chapters we'll use a term here i've heard somebody use i i think for for me and this comes it also comes back to who like where where i was and who was speaking in my life at the time but i think one thing that almost ruined the book for me was the stilted literalism mm -hmm. of the world was created in six days. And of course it right. was like, well, how do you have light before you have right. the sun? <laughs> well, how do you have 24 hours? And I would ask sun? these questions and I would be given looks like, well, it's because the book says it. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the book is 
a lot of poetry when you right. read it. Yes. And that makes it even better. Yes. It's even better when you don't look at it through. Absolutely. Oh, the Lord created in six days. Yeah. If you say, don't say it was created in six days, that's heresy. Like, whoa. Like, yeah. I think like the, the Hebrews understood it in a way that yes. this is the Lord explaining to us things that are way beyond our yeah. minds, our mind's ability to conceive. Which poetry What's does happening. better than science always? Way better. Right? Yeah, way <laughs> better. Because like, there's way more to this than just this yeah. atom and that atom, that molecule. Yes. Like the Lord was expanding the universe. Yep. And if there's no way he could explain that to us, we wouldn't right. understand. Right. Nor would I want to understand. Yeah. That, yeah. No, you it's, know? it's rich and it's meaningful. Yeah. Mm. So what are you guys studying right now? And what are you preaching about in Genesis? So, yeah, we're doing, we're studying the first 11 chapters, mm. which is kind of um, this account of the origins of humanity. We call it origins and we're framing it through the lens of like, it's about beginnings, but it's also about new beginnings because mm. it's, it's the beauty of creation, the potential of humanity and how broken and screwed up we get like three chapters into the book it was, yeah. it was perfect for like a chapter and a half yeah <laughs> so, yeah yeah um and that's our lives like that's mm -hmm. that's where so many of us are is mm. yeah we're gonna do this thing and then uh blew it again <laughs> like yeah and i go back to in genesis one we were created as good yeah like we are the image of god the imago day is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure i'm pronouncing that wrong but if we're the image of God. God chose to come to earth through Jesus, right? Jesus, you know, father, son, in our image, not the image of a dog or a yeah. cat. Yeah. Our image. Uh, he created us in his image and he yep. came to earth in our image. And so there's something good about us, even though we have original sin and we have these things. But man, that fills me up. Yeah. And I think what has hit me as I'm teaching this, because you always learn more teaching. Um, what's fascinating to me is in in the first chapter, everything God creates, it's good, it's good, it's good. Mm -hmm. Evening, morning, the first day, evening, morning, the second. When he create, gets to humanity, he doesn't actually say it's good. But what it does say is he looked at all that he had made and said it was very good. Mm -hmm. And so there's this there's this lingering of like, is humanity good? And it's mm -hmm. kind of like God's like, nah, we'll see. You're like mm. we'll we'll leap, but that that's exactly what you're saying. Because we have the image of God, mm. it's the potential within us, right? Like, mm -hmm. are we going to be good? Are we going to follow these things? You know, and the story of hope and redemption when mm. we're not, like the brokenness mm. of here's a way forward. Like even when sin enters the world, God clothes us. Right? Mm. There's right. there's a picture of providing and mm -hmm. helping and healing and. Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's a beautiful story so. there's a a picture that's in uh the narthex i guess is what you call it when you walk into a parish like there's a picture on the right of it's this picture of eve with her head down in shame because mm -hmm. of you know, eating the fruit and it definitely wasn't an apple right i mean if you were going <laughs> to take it literally um but then there's a picture of mary like pregnant and like holding her hand yeah. Like, you know, like the, awesome. the the scripture verse talking about that she will bruise his head. Uh, yeah. And like speaking of Mary, yeah. and what a cool picture, man. Yep. Like of yeah. redemption of okay, Eve, it's okay. Like it's okay. Yes. Like sin's not okay, That's but amazing. We're, we're gonna I'm gonna redeem you. That's uh, really beautiful. As I look at the 
picture of the Blessed Mother on my computer here, yeah. <laughs> uh, who sits in the background. She watches over me during the, the day. Uh, yeah, so ultra marathons, I had a coach in college who ran those. What, why? <laughs> That's one thing I kept asking. Like, why do you do this to yourself? Yeah, I, I have a perpetual struggle of what's next. Mm. You know, we're talking a few minutes ago about kind of living in our heads. That's, mm-hmm. that's for me, that's a space. Um, so what can I accomplish? How much farther can I go? How much, what's okay. the next thing to try to accomplish? Okay. And running has been incredibly therapeutic for me mm-hmm. in that regard mm. for a lot of reasons. Um, so I started running, I started training for my first marathon when our daughter was, was born, our first daughter was born. Mm-hmm. Um, 17 years ago, mm. I did a full marathon. I didn't run for a year and a half after it because I trained so poorly, so, mm-hmm. you know, so awfully burnout. But as I have gotten more consistent to the point where, you know, I have learned about training, I've learned about health, I've learned about how to maintain. Um, there's something in that process for me that gives me space, you know, Taylor Stacy that we both know mm-hmm. says, if you can't figure something out, if you can't figure a problem out in a 90 minute run, you've got a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, it is like that because when you get into a space where you, it's just that repetition, that mm-hmm. tapping of your feet and that headspace, mm-hmm. there's so much room to pray. There's so much room to process. There's so much room to just be and mm-hmm. not be thinking about anything else and 25 other distractions. You know, my phone is not interrupting me on a run. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that piece of that mindfulness, but there's also the piece of I did a 26 mile race. If I went 30, what would my body feel like there? Mm. And there's a curiosity that I have of, OK, if I run for 15 hours, I want to know what that's going to feel like. Mm-hmm. And it does in some ways, it makes me more aware of what being human feels like, that physical side of things. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of embracing the suffering like you said, hold the struggle as you as you kind of go through it. Yeah, and curiosity is the sauce of life. Yeah, uh, yeah. And also, my joke is with yeah. four daughters, it's way cheaper than therapy for sure. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it gives me space. Yeah, <laughs> talking about repetition and talking about yeah. peace and that. Like for me, it's more, I like jog, walk these yeah. days. Football's football's taking its toll to some degree. Um, <laughs> But then like for me too, like rosary beats. Yeah. Like the repetition of the Hail Mary. Like but yeah. Like yeah. you're saying that prayer, but like you're also letting the mystery yep. rotate in your mind, plus like what the Lord what the Lord brings to your thoughts. Yeah. Um brings to you. And yeah, that repetition, which I think in our culture sometimes gets downplayed. Right. I think that's something that we all need is something yeah. that is just repetitive, but in the in the it being repetitive, it helps us to be curious. Yeah. We know what's coming yeah. next. Like, well, I know I'm running. I and know. I think the other piece for me is like my wife and I both love travel, right? So mm. we would love to travel anywhere we can. There's something about running um, these distances, like even in our county here, mm. that feels like travel. I feel like I get to see places yeah. and pieces of our county. Mm in a way that when I'm driving a car, we don't slow down enough to notice, oh, look at that mountain, look at the way the terrain, or look at the way the river, and um, 
which is really cool. Like it's a cool neat experience. So slow it down, man. Yeah, exactly. And I need that in my life. Slow it down. Let it slow burn, as they say. Yes, right? absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming on, my yeah, friend. It's always good. It's always, it's always good.